Welcome to this week's hot and sticky as fuck episode of Strange. Because it's summer where we are. It's summer. We shoot in a garage. It's wanna, hot as fuck. So just want to gross you out like right off the gate. Just right off the gate. The look of us is probably atrocious. And just you just have to get through it with us. Yep. So like, this is episode... Your, your back, did you set your background perfect for this week's episode? I did. I have a scary mountain in the in middle, the middle of the ocean, ocean for this episode. Because this week we are discussing... <clears throat> Bizarre and strange missing ships or missing crew of ships or events around the ocean. Yeah. Um, our stories are going to range from the dis- a disappearance at a lighthouse, the disappearance of a pilot yeah. um, over the ocean. And not one of the normal like Bermuda Triangle where there's like 9,000 planes that have disappeared. Yeah. Um, off the coast boats, of uh, Australia. Ships, I should say. I think we got a lot of ships. Yeah. Ships everywhere. So we can kick it off. And we're going to attempt to do the entire episode without saying that I'm on a boat. <laughs> Which we just... No, I'm like starting now. Oh, okay. Starting now. So starting now, we're not saying I'm on a boat. Yeah, do it before. <laughs> you... right. uh, so we're going to kick it off. We're going to start with uh, one of the most legendary ghost ships in all of uh, history, the Mary Celeste, which was once and previously known as the Amazon, which... I'm not a sailor. I don't know shit about the ocean. But I do know, based on what I read, you don't rename a ship. This is bad luck. It's horrible luck to rename a ship. Once it's been christened, that's what it is. That's what the name is. Period. Kind of like humans. Like, you don't... Only in extreme cases do you rename you. You change your name. Right. Right. So the Mary Celeste was discovered in the ocean on December 5th, 1872. Um... It's kind of strange. There's a couple of these take place in like December. The lighthouse is yeah. December. Um, December is the creepiest month. Is it? Mm-hmm. I figured that'd be like October, November ish. Not for me. No. But I figured you'd like that the outside matches your inside, you know, cold. I do. Dead. I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just saying it is creepy. So it was discovered um, floating adrift in the ocean um, by. Where's my dude's name? We're off to a fantastic start. The Canadian brigantine Dia Gratia, which I probably butchered, found her. She was disheveled, but in sailing condition, solid. I mean, you know, they got aboard the ship and there was no one. Uh, there was a single lifeboat attached to the uh, Mary Celeste, which was missing. Um, the crew of the ship was not massive. Um, it was only like... Seven or to ten people. Looks like um, ship's captain, Benjamin Briggs, his wife. Which, Benjamin Briggs, what a fantastic sailor's name. <laughs> yeah, Just put that out there. And Sophia, their two-year-old daughter with eight more, so 12. 12 people total. 12, okay. So I, I knew it wasn't um, that high of uh It wasn't count, like 50 people but, or anything. There's still, based on the size of the lifeboat, it was not fitting all 12 people. Period. Like, it wasn't happening. Um, There was small bits of damage on the ship that could have looked at maybe a little bit of struggle in a certain, like, little places. Nothing too crazy. And because of these little bits of uh, damage, it is shot through all kinds of speculation of mutiny and that they... Killed the captain and his wife and child. Which but it was all like kind of cosmetic damage. So it was like it was nothing like, that would like mess up the function. You know, you're right. The ship was 100% sound. And if you're going to mutiny and take out the captain, you, you take the ship, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of crazy. That's, um, that's one of the theories, by the way, is that mutiny. So one of the real crazy things that goes along with this is like they were carrying um, alcohol, but not... Like malt liquor, right? Okay. They were carrying like crude alcohol, like stuff you can't drink. Like you will get sick and oh, probably like for, die. I guess like straight like chemical usage, basically. Yeah. Seventeen hundred barrels. Yes, which is a lot. Um, it's not something that um, Briggs was used to carrying. So there's a lot of speculation that maybe some of it got ignited. And it burn, you know how alcohol burns real quick, fast, yeah. and then it's gone. And it usually doesn't, yeah. unless you're like 
whole, like like the if the fumes just light, it's like a, just a yeah. But never carrying it, not knowing how it's going to react. There's some theories that like they try to get off the boat, get down to the lifeboat, and then due to weather or water conditions, whatever was holding them to the boat while they were waiting to see if it went boom, they got disconnected. Were from any the of their ship. bodies found? No. No one was. No one that was on this ship, their bodies ever turned up anywhere. So if they were killed on the ship, then they were taken from the ship or something. Like well, if, if people don't, I don't think people have a like a theory as far as like the whole ship was murdered by pirates. Yeah. But there was like the thought that maybe there was a mutiny and that just the captain, his wife, and daughter were killed by the rest of the crew. Okay. Well, um, where's the rest of the crew then? That took the lifeboat and got the fuck out of Dodge after throwing the captain and his daughter and wife in the ocean somewhere. I guess. One of the strange things is the, the log of the ship. The last entry was 10 days prior to its um, being found. Uh, which, that's a long time for a ship. Like, if, if they disappeared or they got off the lifeboat or whatever happened, if that happened 10 days prior, that means that this big ship... Sailed the ocean by itself in an area that wasn't necessarily like it wasn't fucking the south where you're fighting off rock and iceberg and all kinds of crazy shit, but it wasn't the nicest area. Yeah. So the the fact that this ship was able to just sail for ten days without issue is very strange. Yeah. So. Which is another thing that fuels the whole idea of maybe someone boarded and did something to the crew, or whatever. But well, none of that makes it, sense because none. If you're gonna if you're gonna attack a boat, you're gonna take shit. Yeah. None of the stuff was taken. None of the valuables. None of the jewels. Like it. It was. It's set up very much as though something happened. The crew got the fuck off the boat as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. But what? Or was like marched off the boat and then something happened. Right. But, Right, but then whoever marched them off the boat... they would come back. Yeah. Would have took the stuff, or if they ended up having to get off the boat really quick, then it's still just a really odd situation. Yeah. Or maybe some insta-karma, like, we're taking your boat. Oh, God, the boat's going to blow, and then it doesn't actually blow, and everyone dies in the water. I think that it was attacked by pirates, and, like, there was instant karma. God just, like, opened up, and just just like, nope. (laughs) And just, like, killed everyone. Not today, (laughs) dickhole. Not today. Like... Uh, there's even theories that the captain of the ship that found it that they killed him through the who the captain killed the other people no like the captain of the ship that found them oh Um, so they found him like what's up guys murdered everybody threw him off and then took the boat back to claim salvage right saw on it oh because there was I don't know I don't know the full oh yeah because because there was an investigation into whether to grant payment by the insurers to DeGrazia, the person who's found a crew for salvaging it, but they found no evidence. Yeah, you get like a fraction of the value of the ship for salvage if you bring a ship in that's lost at sea. But apparently they said they found no evidence of foul play. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, here's what's really crazy in my opinion in regards to all that. So, the board, the maritime... Mar- is that right? Maritime. Maritime board that was established that that because essentially, yeah, these guys brought this ship in like, hey, and, and the captain was friends with the captain of the Mar or of the uh, Mary Celeste. Like they had oh. dinner a month prior. Okay. Which makes it even less likely that he would go out there and like take his ship and kill him and throw his stuff. Yeah, but him. it also seems kind of unlikely that he would be just the one that happened to find the ship too. Yes like, and no. I mean, I mean this the, this period in time. All these ships are sailing these like known routes, and they're just transporting goods. So everyone's kind of going along the same yeah. routes around yeah, the true. same times. So maybe they all knew each other, basically. Yeah, they, there's probably like a lot of the merchant ships probably knew each other. Um, it just makes sense. Like if you're going doing something dangerous, like sailing like that across the ocean, it makes sense to be able to have as many other friends who might be able to see you and find you out there. But true. Yeah, the second they got back, and they're like, hey, we found it. We have no idea what's going on. They're like, we seized the ship, and we're going to investigate. And up to this point, every investigation that was launched is similar to this for missing ships. The Maritime Board came to a conclusion of this is what happened, where they were like, 
we are positive pretty much without a shadow of a doubt this is the events that took place. Okay. And the Mary Celeste was the first time that they came back like, fuck it out. Oh. Shit, man. <laughs> I don't know. So theories crazy um, all over the place. All they these just walked theories. in like, so did you find out what happened? And they just do like the sitcom look at the camera. They're just like, Right, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, I feel. All, just like the entire board, however many people it was. I assume it's only like three guys who really like boating. Yeah. Like modern day yacht clubs are like the descendants yeah, of the maritime like, board. They call it a board, it's like literally just me and you. Like, alright, so like, I don't know. Like, right, not, no idea. <laughs> so, some fun stuff with this story. One... You can go past ghost ship because it is it's one of the most crazy ghost ship stories and uh, yeah. of, of of that era and most eras as far as modern shipping and that ship prior like I said they changed his name the first owner of the ship died within forty eight hours of christening and taking the boat out the the owner the gentleman who owned the boat when it disappeared and was found instantly sold it as soon as they got through the investigation. Hmm. And he's like, fuck this shit, sold it. And the next gentleman who owned it ran a pretty common route, but essentially lost half his shit on his way there. He brought back a bunch of livestock that pretty much all died on his way back, and he died shortly after getting back. And then it, it, the ship runs its course to where it ends up with a gentleman who was like, listen, this ship is super fucking cursed. So, he, he, so we're going to buy it. Because yeah. no one makes money with it. Yeah. And then we're going to put fucking, like, you know Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yes. Where it's like, oh, the gold's on the boat, but it's really just fucking junk iron metal that's worth nothing. Yeah. That's what they did. They, like, put nothing on the boat, and we're like, we're going to insure it for this much money, because we actually have this on the boat when they didn't. And they took it and tried and to burn like, it down. And they, like, run it up on the beach. They filled it with, they, like, ran it up on a thing, and then they just coated the deck in oil and lit it on fire. And they went back and claimed it. So like, we're going to investigate. And they had a whole bunch of crew that was all there who all watched them run to the ground, light the boat on fire, and take claim. But none of the crew was cut in on the insurance scheme. So they're like, yeah, this is exactly what happened. These guys, <laughs> like, like straight up, they're all just like, yeah, they fucking ran into the ground and so like, Sir, lit did it you, on fire. Did you find anything strange? Like, yeah. Yes, I, I literally saw him. Pour oil on the whole thing and then light it on fire. Right. Where'd you see it? Right there. It, right, right there. It happened <laughs> right there. Like, like you do. If you're gonna fucking, you gotta pay your crew if you're gonna fucking scam the government. Yep. Which in the time period in the 1800s, do you know what the offense for defrauding like death? Hanging. Yeah. Yeah. If we still did that today, we'd have way less insurance fraud. I feel like claims. everything was like the death penalty back then. Like your shirt, <coughs> your skirt is too short, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, the the only thing that's really so th this was like a huge thing for its time, and people got super intense and in like involved with it. Um, and then it sort of faded from like you know like most stories like this, it kind of faded for a while. And then across the pond in England, a gentleman by the name of Arthur Conan Doyle, you may be familiar with that name, maybe not. Yes. Opens up his um, oh, what was he? He was some sort of doctor, opt optometrist or some shit. I don't so know. he opens up a shop and he's like, Now I sit and customers will come and I get rich. And no one came. So he started writing short stories. Huh. And he ended up writing a short story which has essentially corrupted and screwed up a lot of the facts of the story because it was straight fiction but no it one was really fiction knew it. but he wrote it as though it was like a piece written by a survivor of the ship mm. uh, like a surgeon who was on the ship and they were attacked by a uh, African American pirate who hated white people who was like an ex slave right ex slave hated white people took the ship and, and he wrote it from like a first person point of view and it launched his writing career you know when he started writing Sherlock Holmes novels well, that's right. good but you should probably put a little this and apparently it sparked thousands of other people across the globe writing stories similar to this on the Mary Celeste 
which kind of like reinvigorated and renewed its entire like lore and legend and people's interest in it. Huh. So what happened to to it? We'll never probably know. I, I feel like the best bet is something along the lines of they thought the boat was going to blow up. Something happened with the alcohol. Like apparently one of the barrels was open on the ship and the rest were sealed. So I don't know if maybe they were opening it and checking it with a candle because that's what you did at that time period. Something. Yeah, but they probably would have known that it was... Well, I'm saying, like, apparently, from my understanding, this was, like, the first time Briggs had ever transported oh, crude alcohol. Oh, maybe he didn't even know, like, He didn't really yeah. understand or know how it worked. He was just transporting it. Yeah. Some of it maybe caught fire and burned off real quick, but it they, in a panic, he got everyone on the lifeboat, lowered down, and kept himself attached to the boat. Yeah. Huh. Just to wait to see what happens. And then whenever it doesn't blow up, you pull yourself back. But something happened and they lost their tether to the ship. Something of that nature. I feel like that's probably the that's most... That's actually a, probably the better explanation. It's probably... thought the, it was going to be sinking. Something, yeah, something happened yeah. that they didn't really understand. And they got off the ship. Because apparently that was like a common thing. Like you don't get on the lifeboat and sail away. You keep yourself attached Check in it, some yeah. way. That way, if it, nothing does happen, you can get back to your ship. But, but maybe they were trying to get back in, tipped over, and they just literally... They, yeah, tipped over. The the, it, the knot, whatever was holding them, came loose. They and got separated. And then there was a current. They right. couldn't get back. All kinds of stuff. Dude, that's brutal. Dude, yeah. If that happened... Well, imagine being the captain. And yeah, you're like, guys, everyone to the lifeboat. On the boat now. This shit's gonna fucking blow. And you get everyone down there and you secure it. And you're like, oh, we're just gonna wait it out, see what happens, guys. It's gonna be fine. Just like snap. And you're like, you're like, all right, we're probably good. We can probably. Oh, 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 fuck. And then you just have to sit on a lifeboat with everyone starving to death, looking at you like you're the asshole. Like, I feel like they they threw the captain overboard and then starved. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. They probably ate him. Probably. And his daughter and wife. All right, let's just stop that. Okay, let's let's move on <laughs> from that. Uh, okay. So from the water, we're gonna move to the air. I do believe, right? Yep, yep, yep. So this takes place off the coast of Australia, and it involves a. And this is a, some people, which I find this silly, but. Some people disregard this entire story because the gentleman involved, Frederick Valentik, or however you say his name, was a UFO believer. Yeah. So they're instantly like, so they're oh, like, oh, he thought it was well, yeah. because he believed. And like some people instantly just doubt his story because they're like, he wasn't even a good pilot. Like he failed, I guess he like failed a test once or twice before he got into like the... Right. Well, know. what... We saw the one theory on the so essentially, very simply, it was um, 1978. wasn't that crazy long ago. He was flying. He was on a training flight in a Cessna 182L light aircraft over the Bass Strait or Bass Strait in Australia, which is just this little island to like an island off of Australia. And then into a little cove area on the main. I think continent. it's like near Melbourne, right? Yes, it is south of Melbourne, in yeah. some place that blown up this big. I can't read. Okay. <laughs> the other there's another place. South so, of Melbourne. Yeah. So the participants in the event were Frederick Valentik, who was the pilot, and the tower um, that he was communicating with was a radio operator named Steve Robbie. Um, so, yeah, he, he was described as a flying saucer enthusiast. And that's why a lot of people discredit this story. But I don't feel like that's a reason to instantly just no discredit something. Um, I don't think just, it is either. You know. But he, um, essentially during the flight, he started... And there's an audio out there that you can... Some people say you can find. Some people say you can't find it. It's hard. Some people... There's a lot of fake transcripts. There's a lot of fake recordings where people like recreate it. So you got to be careful when you try to find the audio. I think we were tricked by one. Yeah, we, we heard a... Like and by a us, I mean me. Because like, I'm like super gullible. I'm super And skeptical. I showed it to Tom and he's like, nope, this is bullshit. And I was like, oh. Well... 
Yeah, but it was still useful in here. Like I think I think it was wasn't it like a real transcript, but it was just reenacted. I don't, I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe from not. what from what I understand, he kind of is in like a panic state more than like yeah. a calm like. So he starts calling back to the tower about this other aircraft that is hovering above him, like a thousand feet, and. They're communicating. He's talking about how it's speeding up at extremely crazy speeds. There's a point where it disappears. There's a point where he says it looks like it's just stationary hovering. Like it's it's not even orbiting. Like it's going with him, but it doesn't really look like it's moving. Um, It says, doesn't he say one time it looks like he's like playing a game with him? Yeah. Like like he thinks that he's like toying with him. And then towards the end of the transcript, you just. there's a weird metallic sound, and he talks about green and metallic lights, and then dead silence. They said the last thing he says is it isn't an aircraft. Yeah, it, it isn't an aircraft, which is super ominous. Yeah. What was it? What was it? It was one of those little silver balls from. Um, that wasn't. I can't think of the movie now, so I'm ruining it. There's like an old horror film in like the 80s. And there's like these silver balls and they just like little knife things came out of them and they just killed people. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Moving on. Yes. Next story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, after that he was essentially gone. Um, no communication. All communication was caught. Gone. Um, it wasn't really a sound of like a crash over. And they never the found. They didn't find that. Like they looked for the plane but they didn't find it right. Yes, they, they never found the plane. They never found him um, still to this day. Uh, I don't know how much they've really searched the ocean or how much they really... They found in 1983, apparently, the Bureau of Air Safety asked the Royal Australian Navy Research Laboratory, that's a mouthful, um, to identify a cow flap that they found in the ocean, which is a part of aircraft. And they said that it was identified as being... Belonging to like a Cessna, a, a, a Cessna from the serial numbers, you know, A to D or whatever, and his was actually in that serial number. So they can't say that it was, but it matched the set of serial numbers for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so they, they did find part that could have been it. Now, um, one of the big theories about this and what's going on is that some people believe that he got turned upside down. Yeah, and then he was seeing his reflection or something. And that he was seeing the lights and his own craft in the reflection above him. And that the way that reflection and ocean wa- moving ocean water would have looked, he could have distorted it. And that eventually, inevitably, he ended up crashing into the ocean. Uh, like I said, they did find part of his plane in the ocean. So it's, it's very possible that that is what happened. That this guy just kind of panicked and didn't realize it. I know it happens a lot. There's, there's a, uh, a name for it. When you get turned upside down on in a plane, and the horizon gets all screwed up because it, you know, especially when you're on something like the ocean. Yeah, because it looks it's both blue. Well, and not only that, but like depending on the time of day, the ocean ends up being a mirror of the skyline. Yeah. So. True. It's you know it could you know without severe training you know you could easily get yourself turned upside down. But it is, it's just a weird event that happened over the ocean. Um, like I said, there's, there's hundreds of aircrafts that have gone disappear, like disappeared, and there, parts of them are found 500 miles from where they should have been, and all other kinds of craziness. But this is just one that I've always liked. Um, if, you track, if you ever track down the real recording, please share it with us. I would like to actually hear the actual recording. Yeah. As opposed to just transcripts. Um, but yeah, I, I, short and sweet on that one. So the next one, I guess we're going to go back to the ocean, sort of. But we're going to go to a lighthouse. The lighthouse. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the Eileen Moore Lighthouse Disappearance. And you'll have to fill me in on like little, so, some of the details. But it, it the, takes the, place the little in- island that it takes place on has like a huge amount of lore to it. Okay. Um. Eileen, it's that's why it's called Eileen Moore. That's the island's name. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The island of there's only two structures on the island. It's not. It's I think Eileen Moore stands for large island or large something, mm. but it's like it's only like a 43 acre island. 
Okay. So it's not like massive by any means. It's a little weird for the name. But so there's two legends through um, the culture um, around this island. And one is that there were giant, massive birds that came from this island that would okay. get you. As well as little yeah, people with magical powers, like hobbits, essentially. Like, there's lots of lores throughout cultures and histories of like the little people in the woods. This was like the little people on the island. So this this island itself has some Mystery. mysticism and yeah. lore to it throughout time. And they end up building a pretty at a time when this happened, it was a pretty like state-of-the-art new lighthouse. It was in 1895. Yeah, 1895 is the year. The only other structure that was built on the island ever at this point, there was a, the ruins of an old like church um, or monastery. I can't remember exactly how they put it, but um, just some little religious site that was built there. So that's a little bit of backstory on the um, okay. island itself. So in 1900, it was mid-December, again December, um... There were some storms that had come and gone. There was a ship, I believe it's called the Hesperus. Yeah, I think that's, that's how it's pronounced. Um, that pulled in near the lighthouse. And a guy named Joseph Moore, he was a lighthouse keeper. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, he came off of the ship and he was the first man ashore. And he was the first person to discover that the people inside the lighthouse were missing. Right, and when he came in, he got... He was instantly kind of like, shit's not right. Something's wrong. Yeah, because didn't he, didn't he see like something like ha like half-eaten food or something? Yeah, there was like table. some untouched food. There was a chair that was turned over as though someone had gotten up quickly. Um, the clock in the lighthouse had stopped at a specific time, which is a super common thing for <laughs> paranormal activity. It's like they want us to know when things happen. There was three other people from... Didn't remember it correctly. There was three total people. Okay. So the lighthouse crews were made up of three people, and there's certain like guidelines and rules that they established by the the lighthouse committee. Like I'm not making making like there's like a lighthouse. There was like because there was like just certain things because it was so important in that time period for lighthouses to function. If we didn't, your ship is gonna be fucked. Like up. at nighttime, no more than two of the three people stationed there could be outside. One person had to stay inside during the night. No matter what. That way there was always someone there to operate the lighthouse. Um, during storms, you never went out without your gear. Um, so essentially, this was up on a very elevated... I think it's like 150 foot above sea level island. So, I mean, it's just like a... And there was like this massive walkway that they built to get up to it. And then there was like the loading area where boats would come in and like people would get on and off to switch out members. Because that's, that's what that ship was doing. They were bringing a crew member to replace one of the other crew members. Okay, makes sense. Um, and there was some cranes that I guess they used for certain things. I don't know exactly what it is. And the only reason I bring up the cranes now is there's some theories that involve the cranes later on. Okay. Well, and, yeah. So apparently they were just gone. And there was half-eaten food. And there was, like you said about the clock... Um, the Joseph Moore apparently sent a telegram to the secretary of the Northern Lighthouse Board. Yeah, the Lighthouse Denver. Board. Yeah, detailing the events of the day. And the guy named Robert Muirhead, superintendent, uh, came out and performed his investigation. And he just he was like, I have no idea. I have no idea how, these, how they're gone. Right. And so that, and that was one of the strange things. Like, um, so... In the lighthouse, there's like a kitchen-style area, some living quarter areas where they had bunks and beds to sleep on, and then there's all the lighthouse shit. And like by the door, from my understanding, is where they had their gear, and two of the three sets of gear were gone, but one wasn't, which means one of the dudes went out there without gear. Yeah. Which is like a huge no-no. Yeah. One of the things you don't do. Well, and then they said also there was a unopened box of rope. Down by the loading docks, by like the shore of the cliff, which is just kind of an odd place to so leave just a box. Like, like that somebody brought it down there to like maybe use it, but then just vanished and wasn't able to use it. So, and I think where it gets really creepy for me is the log entries. Do enlighten me because I don't have the log entries. Okay, 
So this was so they found they 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 arrived at the island. It was like the twenty something, right? If I remember correctly, is when they got there. The day. Yeah, I don't have yeah. the day. I think the, I, I think the boat that showed up to relieve them was on the twentieth or twenty fifth. The twenty sixth on the twenty sixth of December, so the day after Christmas. Okay. So log entries on December thirteenth uh, stated that there was a. Uh, or, oh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So the last few days of the entries were unusual. On December twelfth. So 14 days. Thomas Marshall, the second assistant of the lighthouse who disappeared, wrote that severe winds, the likes of which he had never seen uh, before in 20 years. He also noted that James Ducat, the principal keeper, the king, the dude, the, the, uh, had been very quiet, and the third assistant, William MacArthur, had been crying. And what's really odd about that is um, William MacArthur was a very seasoned mariner. And he was like on the mainland. He was known as like um, a Scottish, like a tough brawler, like a badass, like a tough. Yeah, he was just like he's like one of those. He was essentially like, you know, like Popeye, the guy that he's always like fucking dealing with. Irish Popeye, like well, not oh, not the, Popeye, the like, big guy. like yeah, he was like one of those dudes. He was just like <laughs> I'm a big bad motherfucker, and I do shit on the ocean. Like that was that was this dude apparently. So the fact that he's like crying is super odd. So then, that was the 12th of December. And you move to the 13th of December, they say that the storms were still raging and that all three men had been praying. But why would three experienced lighthouse keepers safely situated like, in a, like a state-of-the-art lighthouse for the most part um, be praying for a storm to stop? They should be like perfectly fine, right? Yeah. So then you move on, and there were no reported storms in that area. For the 12th, 13th, 14th, or 15th. But he says... That the storm... The wind started up on the 12th. The storm was raging on the 13th. But there was no reported storms in the area for those days. And in fact, the weather was exceptionally calm. There were storms that did arrive and batter the island on December 15th. So this could just be that maybe the guys uh, lost track. Of their days, and they were skewed off a couple days. Could be, but you would think that... Because, like I said, they didn't show up till the 26th. So, I mean... You would think that they'd be pretty, like, on top, top of, of that. their days, though. Yeah. Yeah, I would, too, but... So, the final log entry was on um, the 15th of December. And it simply read, Storm ended, sea is calm, God is over all. So... Some darkness shit. Ominous, like God is over all. Right, like that's like a weird thing. So there was no storms for those recorded days. Everything had ended according to them. So there'd be no, yeah, ended like a week before, right? Right. So like they should be good, right? They like should be. Like if you're writing an entry after the lighthouse event, like after the storm, you should be fine. So like in some of the. Some of the theories to me are like ridiculously like outlandish on these. Like some of them, like the little magical fairy, like the little fairy creatures or right, whatever, like right. took them away. And then the giant birds <laughs> snatched them up and took them away. But if they're so, had, they, well, had the one guy been on that at that lighthouse for 20 years? Right. Like, I feel like those are just stories that they're just telling. Like, I feel like that's not. It's not impossible, but I don't think they're snatched up by giant birds. No, no, no. I think that that's just like some lore of the. Yeah, but that's a theory though too. Apparently. Uh, well, it's kind of like the Mary Celeste. Like, yeah, the sure had of, like, some cursed shit happen to it, like owners dying and stuff like that. But it doesn't really affect or mean anything to the actual main ghost story part. Yeah. So, one of the top theories, or what many people believe, like this is what happened. Bam! Even though there's not. Because that's what happened. Bam. Um, is that dur during the storm, two of them were out trying to um, that something happened to the crane, and they were trying to fix it or keep it from plumbing it into the ocean. They brought that box of rope. 
And they brought that box of rope. And they got knocked off into the ocean. Like a big wave or wind or something. The guy who was staying in the tower saw this and, and acting instinctually ran out to save his, try to save his friends without his gear. That makes sense. The only issue I have with that is it, it's, it wasn't just like gear to like, for safety reasons. This was the middle of December. Yeah. North of, I'm pretty sure this island is like the northeast side of fucking England, right? Where exactly? Um, Let me look it up. Essentially cold as fuck in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Anywhere in the UK is cold as shit. So, and like this gear was like, to, like so you run out there without that, that's not a good, like... No. You better be out there for like a minute. Right. So, and then when he ran out to save his friends, he too got swept off by large waves or winds or whatever. Yeah. Um, my only issue with that is like, well, and, and I guess enough time would pass, but I mean, you would think if these guys fell off the rock side at all, yeah, you would be able to see blood or something. Maybe not. Maybe the water would wash it away. Average temperature for December is um, 8 degrees. Yeah, so cold as shit. Yeah. So, it's one of those things that we... So much time has passed. Celsius, by the way. Oh, that's not as cold then. I thought it would be colder. No, because oh, okay. 0 degrees Celsius is 32 degrees oh, yeah, Fahrenheit. That's right. So, it would be like... So, it's in the well, 40s, like, 50s, yeah, somewhere in that cold, range. Though. Um, it's still cold, yeah, but especially in the middle of December. But so it's it's just it's a really weird story. Things just don't add up. The weird log entries make it creepy as shit. And the fact that, like I said, unless they got their days skewed by a couple, because these guys did like so many days on the island, so many months. And I mean, it's not like I don't I, mean, I don't know I don't know the invention of the like. Personal calendars, or yeah, but they would have uh, they would have known what day it was because they would know what like what ship what day ships were scheduled to come in or whatever. Right, unless they got off somewhere. But the guy was keeping a journal, so if he was writing in it every day, yeah, you would assume he True. knows what day it is. So it's just it's just odd. The God is over all, and like I said, they write themselves as being out of the storm. Yeah, and then the next thing the know, aliens came down and abducted him, and that was the God. The light was over everything. So, yeah. Tell me what you guys think about the lighthouse mystery theories. I would love to hear some of your guys' theories on some of these stories. I would, too. Because uh, right now, we, we've gone over some of the popular ones. And we're not coming up with anything for sure. My guess is, is they pissed off the little people. Yes. And the little people and the birds teamed up. Like right. Well, the, the little people five armies. The, the little people fly the birds. Okay. Got Obviously. It. Obviously, they use their what magic was I thinking? to tame so them. Dumb. Right, I'm so stupid like that. So I, the next, I do believe in little people <laughs> in the woods, though. There's some culture. Yeah. All right, we'll do Later. an episode. Um, the next one is the MV Joyita. It was a merchant vessel from which 25 passengers and crew disappeared in the South Pacific in 1955. Apparently, found adrift. Um, it was in poor condition, had corroded pipes, uh, radio had faulty wiring. It was only had a range of about two miles, but reports say that the the ship, despite having like all these problems, was extremely buoyant and it made sinking almost impossible without like a major hull breach. Right. So when people got there, they were. Uh, they were just baffled as to why, if something befell them, why were there no bodies at least, or there were no, there was nothing on board. Right. Why would they? Why would they would abandon the ship so easily? Because the three lifeboats were gone. Right. Yeah. Right. I think so. Um, she was scheduled to leave on the noon tide the previous day, but departure was apparently delayed because of a part failure, a port engine clutch. As we all know what that is. Right, obviously. Um, it did eventually leave Samoa on one engine. Had 16 crew members, 9 passengers. 
including one government official, a doctor, a World War II surgeon on his way to perform an amputation, and two children. Consisted of medical supplies for cargo, timber, and 80 empty 45-gallon drums for oil and some food. So it set sail five weeks later. Gerald Douglas on November 10th, the captain. Um, I'm sorry, a captain of a different ship, a merchant ship of Tuvalu. I think that's how it's pronounced. Tuvalu, Tuvalu. Um, sighted the Joyita 600 miles west from the scheduled route. Right, drifting. Because I think this was shortly after it had been um, reported as late for arrival where it was supposed to be. Okay, and then so ships were kind of like on a lookout for it. Okay, and then he was able to find it, but it was 600 miles west from the scheduled route. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. So you can think that it might have been drifting for some time. I mean, that's like, it's like I'm going to go to Florida from Missouri, and I end up in New York. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was partially submerged. Um, Is that right? Is my geography correct? I think Existence? so. Yeah. Roughly? Okay. I don't There's no trace of any passengers on the crew. There's four tons of cargo missing. Um, th- what's interesting about this, and you brought this up to me earlier, too, was the radio was discovered tuned to 2182 kilohertz, the International Marine Radio Telephone Distress Channel. Right. So obviously, whatever happened... But it, the radio had faulty wiring. So it was two miles distance. So it was so only going out could... two miles, which in the middle of the ocean is nothing. Right. <laughs> so obviously, whatever happened to them, they had the foresight enough to be able to tune that. Like, it wasn't... Im- Immediate to where they wouldn't weren't able to work their radio. Well, there was there was a leak right in the engine room of some um, sort. Yeah, some the pipe. lower decks were flooded, but the hull was sound. So, right, they and, they kept investigating. They heard the sound of water entering the vessel, and there was a pipe in the raw water circuit of the engine's cooling system failed due to corrosion. So it allowed water into like the bilges of the ship, but the hull was still sound. And in the engine room, there was an oddity. Um, the water rose above the engine room floorboards, and uh, they had um, what was they stacked up their mattresses. Did they in the How engine room? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little mm. weird piece. They believe that it was to try to soak up water and try to like, Maybe put, like clog the clog water. it and try to keep the water from filling it quickly. Yeah, they were trying to slow the water. Um, so, like, yeah, to this day, nobody knows what happened to him. Right. And there and there was another weird thing. Um, the surgeon bag, the surgeon's bag was found on the ship. Okay. And it had just, like, a bunch of bound-up, bloody bandages. Which, obviously, wouldn't take with him. No. Like, oh, I'm going on a trip. I'm like, let me take my bloody bandages. Let band- me take my lucky bandages. Bl- bloody bandages. <laughs> So something happened on the ship that he was trying to... Someone got hurt. They were trying to help Could him. be unrelated. Could be like somebody got right. cut or something. I honestly feel like... It, I, there were some newspaper reports at the time where they were blaming on Japanese um, like pirate-style ships or Japanese ships in general. Hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds very much like they hit a rough patch and then they were attacked. Is what it honestly... But at the same time, but well, don't you think if they're attacked on the ship, there would have been like bodies and people? So like, I guess the first question is if it's buoyant and it's hard to sink, like why would you leave the ship? Right, and well, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe, maybe they thought it was going down, but the captain wasn't like a scrub. The yeah. captain knew their shit. Yeah. So they they should have known. Like that's Dude, the what, ocean that's is what, just the ocean is just weird, man. Like. Somebody once told, they're like, you should sign for the Navy, you should see the world. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to be on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Nope. I want to be on land. <laughs> I like my ground stable. Yeah. Well, and that's... Too the, much weird shit happens in the ocean, dude. It does. And, and that's like one of the big things to me is like, with this one in general, is like, the lifeboats were missing, 25 people disappeared, three lifeboats... No one was ever seen or found again. 
if they were attacked by someone, I can understand maybe some pirates who don't know the vessel they were on that well, seeing it filling with water and just leaving it behind, thinking that it is going to sink, not realizing that the design of the ship and how it was built and the buoyancy of it, that it would actually stay afloat and they could have probably towed it and scrap metaled it or done something with it. Yeah. If they didn't know the ship well enough. Um, but you would think they would, if they were going to take all these prisoners, they would just take them. So why would the lifeboats be missing? Do they try to get on lifeboats and disappear? Like, did they try to run from these people if they were attacked on the lifeboats? Did the captain fuck up and not know the ship the way she should have? Or he, he should have and thought it was going under, so he got everyone off? Um, fuck. Did they get into lifeboats in case it sunk? And then they got detached from it? Apparently, Again? Apparently, <laughs> apparently that's just what that's happens a, in the ocean. That's a super good theory. Like, when you, <laughs> when you bounce that theory off me, I was like, that's amazing theory, actually. It's not mine. I re- read a lot of things. Nobody would have known that. You said it wasn't yours. I mean, it totally came up with that myself. Yeah, exactly. Like master boatsman. And that's what happened here. So Again, solved. <laughs> uh, so, we have another one. The Marlboro. So, yeah, I like we, cigarettes. We got these last two. And they're my favorite. And they're super eerie to me. Well, the Marlboro, I'm going to read off what I have. But you might have more since you're super into this one. Um, it was an iron-built, two-decked merchant sailing ship. Just like the Joita. Which just sounds cool as shit, by the yeah. way. Iron-built two-deck merchant sailing ship. Um, disappeared in 1890. It was launched in 1876 by the owner, John Leslie, who later sold her to Albion Line. It made 14 successful voyages with immigrants from London to New Zealand. Um, up to 1890. Dude, that's a, that's a trip. Yeah. Fourteen, so it wasn't like a new ship that just was, you know. No, it was it was an older ship. It was totally sound, but uh, so eighteen ninety had thirty three crew members on board, small number of passengers. By April, Britain had expected it back. Uh, it was late. It was reported missing, assumed lost at sea. They thought it would likely sunk by icebergs, and basically everybody was just assumed that they were dead on it. Um, 1913, this is 23 years later, the Singapore newspaper, The Straits Times, published a story that had been discovered near Cape Horn. But they didn't just discover the boat, they did discover the crew, or what remained of the crew, the skeletons of the crew. Report claims, um... That it had run aground onto an extremely craggy island. Uh, 20 skeletons were found on board in a lot of different locations. One was found alone directly under the wheel. Another one was found alone on the bridge with five more nearby. Three skeletons found by the ladder leading below the deck. And the largest group was 10 skeletons in what was known as the mess room in the main social quarters of the ship. And that's it. Yeah, I wish crazy, that... Crazy, crazy skeletons placed all over the place. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, it had been so long that the bodies had decomposed and, and that, you know, there was little stuff like, like you might be like, oh, well, if, if me and Tommy here and all you guys watching, we're on a ship together and we... Run aground, or even if it didn't, it wasn't until later on. Like if 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 it ran aground after we had all died, let's say. Yeah. Um, if we're on a boat, well, we're not all gonna die at the exact same moment in time. No. And if you die and we're on a boat in the middle of the ocean, you're getting a sea burial. I'm not going to leave you on the ship to just rot and decompose, making everyone else right. sick. And like, look, Tommy died over there. Just leave him there. He's fine. If it did run aground, why the fuck didn't they get off the boat? Yeah, this is a case where on the on the other ships, we're like, why did they leave the boat? On this one, like, why would you not? If your right. boat is, you know... The only thing that makes... 
a whole lot of logical sense to me is that they would have all had to have died relatively at the same time. They had to be because they're all in. You're not going to leave rotting corpses all over no. the boat. You're like, oh, the captain's dead under the wheel. Just put yeah. some blankets on. I'm just going to sit here and wait till I die now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so peculiar, all those little pieces of it. And I was thinking maybe somebody attacked it, killed them all, and then, like, placed them all in, like, different locations so it looked like. Just to be odd just and like, like that. weird. See, I just don't understand. Like, I, like, I, I get that. But, like, why would you do that? Like, why know. would you even go to that why would you? Trouble? If you're going to move the bodies, why don't you move them off of the ship so they're never found instead of, like, placing them in... Right. Like, right. they put one under the captain's wheel, like, a couple here, and then they got tired, so, like, fucking throw the rest to the ten in the mess room. <laughs> right. Like, they were all over the place. And, and maybe... And, and there could have been... Like, it had been a while, but... And if there was a battle and people on your ship were being killed... The captain was at the wheel. Yeah. Steering is not important when people or your crew is being like murdered around you. So right. And he had a cutlass. Yeah, and it was, and it was right to next him. to him. Like, but it wasn't taken. It wasn't. wasn't didn't really show any good. sign of use yeah. or anything of that nature. So, like, if, if we're on a boat and everyone's dying, I'm not steering the boat anymore. I'm going to go help fight the people attacking my ship. You'd be a good captain. Well, like you said, it had been so long. That, but still, even if we were fucking attacked and stabbed and fucking shish kebab with swords and shit, you're gonna get fucking like your bones are gonna get cut shish and scraped. Kebab. Yeah, because you would see like some sort of nick or mark. Now, the oddities with this one is there is some theories that that it wasn't the correct ship or that these people who found it were lying. They never sent anyone to like back the story up. Go get it oh. or investigate. These guys are just like, hey, we found this. The log said it was the Marlboro. Hmm. So, even if, the, unless it's a complete lie, regardless, a ship with a bunch of dead skeletons doesn't make sense, whether it's the Marlboro or not. It doesn't. Which, and that's what we're gonna we're gonna run right into our final story, which is my personal favorite. It's my favorite too. It is the. The Dutch ship, the Orang Medan. Mm-hmm. So it's like the king of all these stories, and and it ties in with the Marlboro in a way that you could easily go. Whatever killed the Marlboro killed the could be Orang Medan. So it was like uh, 1947. So yeah, February 48 was it says June 1947 to February 1948. So, Somewhere in that area. Essentially, the ship is out in the ocean. Uh, do you have the location of where it was? Uh, the Strait of Malacca, right? Um, that's where the message was received. Yes. So two ships are sailing around the Strait of Malacca, and they receive an SOS. SOS. And that's to like the around Sumatra, Malaysia. Right. So I didn't know that. So. Good on you. Do you have the transcript for that? I do if you don't. I thought I did. Let me look it up. If you start the story, I can look it up. So, regardless, they get this SOS from the ship. And um, I got it right here. So, um, the first message that came in was, We float all officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge, probably whole crew dead. And then there was um, a flurry of just incomprehensible, not correctly done Morse code dots and dashes. And then it all ended with a final phrasing that did come through clearly as I die. And then the SOS went silent. Creepy, right? So the ship, the Silver Star crew located it and found the Orangmadan finally. Uh, an attempt to try to rescue the sailors and all the people that were apparently dying on the ship. And what they found and what they discovered on the ship was just a nightmare. All the bodies of the ship were across the ship, similar to the, the Marlboro. 
their mouths were dropped open, their eyes were like wide, and they were all staring up at the sky. All dead. Like wide-eyed horror and faces twisted, like just terrible. Right. They looked as though they had been scared to death almost. Um, Apparently the dog, the ship's dog even died. Looked And it died and looked like it was scared as shit. Right. So everything on it. So before they even had enough time to really investigate and do that, and like I said, they even found the guy sending the Morse code message dead at the, the station uh, where he was tapping out the Morse code. Same thing. Eyes open, mouth gaping open. So... Um, a fire broke out in the number four cargo hold, forcing the boarding parties to evacuate. And shortly after, the ship exploded and sank. So crazy. So, there's a lot of crazy, weird theories involving some sort of weird algae that puts off a gas. To this ship was actually bootlegging... Um, some sort of arsenic style chemical. Hmm. I don't think of that. That's actually pretty. Because there, there are a lot of weird stories. If you dig real deep in this story, you'll find reports that the guy, gentleman who sent the SOS actually survived, and he confesses to them doing the arsenic. But then other stories were like, no, no one survived. There was no one. Hmm. Um, it's weird and it's fucking creepy. Obviously, something had to be something like relatively, like. I feel like if you're getting stabbed, like if, or, or like you die from like, well, that's the gunshot thing. All, or whatever. Right. All these bodies had no signs of like physical harm. But even if somebody's like, I could be wrong, but I feel like to, for you to have like a horrific look on your face, like terrified, has to be something kind of weird. Like, right. So if somebody's gonna shoot me, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna look scared and like terrified, but I'm not gonna have like a twisted up look on right. my face. I'm not gonna have one of those. Yeah, like a like a distorted. I think, I think, <laughs> that should be like the thumbnail for the episode. Like, could be wrong. Like I said, right? I mean, I've never been shot to death um, no, or stabbed to death. Boys, spider, save your life just now. Thank you. Um, but it's very similar. Like I said, all the crew was just scattered around the ship. They all clearly died within probably moments of each other. Um, Horrifically. Whatever caused the fire and whatever, you know, which is weird in itself, too. And the dog. Like, the dog died at the same time. Like, everything died. And then, like, they investigate. They find the ship. And then, what? how likely is it that on the day that they investigate, they go aboard and then it just blows up? Right. Which is super like, odd. How, how did that shit not, if not happen, like, a day after, a day, you know, two days after... Whatever, like they just find it and they're like, "Oh, this is this is what we think happened. This is kind of weird." Right. Oh shit! There's a fire in the cargo hold. Boom goes the ship. Yeah. It's. I don't even like swimming in water. I can't see the bottom of. Fuck the ocean, man. That's what I'm saying. And I think we haven't ex- we've only explored like a small percentage of it. So there's oh, some there's crazy shit. There are hundreds of ghost ship it's cases like and planes and. <laughs> Like coastal stories in general, um, there's a lot of them out there. These are just some of the ones we really liked. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. I mean, if you don't have any more, th- yeah. I have no theories on that one. Other. Than I do. Poisonous gas, maybe. It, but it doesn't explain why they would have the look as though they had seen the Reaper himself. Yeah, I know. Like. And if it was like some sort of poison gas, I'm pretty sure that unless it was like an odorless, weird something, the dog would probably like start acting kind of weird. I'm sure that dog would probably run. So would probably smell it, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how. It's just, it is, it's very crazy to me. It's bizarre. It's terrifying to even think about. Because like, like, imagine just finding a ship and you're like, oh shit. And you're like... Hello, hey, fucking Ahoy. Or even just, even like, because I can't even think about what it would be like to find a ship. Just imagine that you walked into like an office building and found that ship. Right. Like, oh my God. Man, it's, 
So yeah, so that's it. Those are that's, that's why we tied those two together, the marble yeah. and the orangutan, because it's very possible that they, yeah, they're super similar. If so, definitely tell us what you think. If you're like, nope, I got it. I know. Yeah, if you got some theories or good stories as always. We are um, we got we got one idea for a story that I'm putting together some notes on from a, a viewer. Oh yeah. So uh, we do appreciate that. We appreciate yes. it a lot, man. Thank you very, very much. Um, you always seem to comment, and you're on top of every video we put out, and it means the world to us. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess until next time. Yep. Life is strange. Life is strange. Why are you still on my line? It's mine. I wanted to say it. Life is stranger. Good night. <laughs>